eBay Motors is here for the ride. Elbow grease and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles in a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. LED headlights, spoilers, whatever you need. eBay Motors has it at affordable prices. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. You're listening to Castrol CarCast on Podcast One. Hey, it's Adam Carolla. Hey, this is Kelty Knight from Lady Gang. Hey, it's Steve Offs from the Steve Offs Show. This is Heather Dubrow from Heather Dubrow's World. Hey, this is Rob Riggle. And Sarah Tiana from Riggle's Picks. This is Caitlin Bristow from Off the Vine on Podcast One. This Veterans Day, I'd like to give a special thanks to all those who've served in the armed forces. From the Army, the Navy, the Marine Corps, the Air Force, the Coast Guard, and the Reserves. Because of your bravery, we can live without fear. Because of your valor, we can soar into the bright future. Because of your sacrifice, we don't have to sacrifice the liberties that we hold so dear. We could not do it without you. Thank you again for your service and all of us at Podcast One hope you enjoy a safe holiday weekend. Yeah, get it on. Got to get it on. No choice. Get it on. Thanks for tuning in and thanks for telling a friend about CarCast. I'm Adam Carolla. That is Matt, the moderator, DeAndrea. How are you? And uh, this is brought to you by Castrol. Castrol CarCast, everyone. Also brought to you by Geico. Geico.com. Castrol, of course. Titanium Strong for maximum engine performance. And ZipRecruiter. You can visit ZipRecruiter.com slash car. We'll tell you about that in a minute. So uh, everyone fresh off of SEMA. Yeah. Uh, I was there for half a minute. Uh, you were there for multiple days. Yeah. Um, Still missed 60% of it. <laughs> yeah, I was just running around going to I, – I was on the other side going to – I stopped at the J.B. Weld booth. <laughs> Got a bunch <laughs> of J.B. Weld stuff. Uh, but I'm excited about adhesives. Um, <laughs> you sent me some pictures. So I was on the manufacturer's retail, whatever yeah, side of it. Show. And, and I was not on the side that has all the cool cars. Right. Uh, but you were. Yeah. <clears throat> and you saw some pretty cool cars and you sent me some pretty cool pictures. Uh, there was a 308 Ferrari, which I thought was really cool. Um, there's some Z cars that was cool. There was a Gullwing, a Kindigit. Yeah, Gullwing. Goal, two Gullwings, but uh, Dave Kindig one is uh, is pretty impressive. Um, impressive enough that we're gonna see if we can get him to call in and tell us about it because I want to know what's built on. And I know it has a full chassis underneath. A Roadster shop built a chassis for him. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, but I'd like to know more about it. It looked fantastic. 
you're right, that 308 looked great. It had sort of a 288 GTO kind of body on it. Um, uh, certainly interesting color. It'd be nice to know more about that. Uh, you know, but running around, everybody's taking pictures of these things. You don't always get a chance to, like, talk to the builder or even see anybody there. It's just a car in a booth. Right. You know, so now sort of the internet verse has to sort of come together and go, who built this car? And and, and then you can start to figure it out. I... Uh... I, I love to see what people can do with cars. I'm I'm really happy that they're maybe tearing a page out of the Singer playbook, which is going with better platforms to jump off of, or certainly more interesting platforms to jump off of. Um, taking a, a Mustang notchback or even fastback, taking a Camaro or certainly like Chevelle, uh, SS or uh, traditionally guys would build Mopars or Chevys and they'd start off with a Dodge Challenger or something. And it's just such a shit platform to jump off from. And I know people are like, oh, doing it to sell parts in, in the aftermarket. We'll make all the I don't care. I'm still angry. <laughs> I, I still my feeling was like, if you want to make a super cool car, Start with a platform that's a good platform to jump off of. And what I'm saying is, is like you take something big and Mopari and dodgy and boxy and it's it's just not a good starting point. Now, you can shave the door handles and shave the bumpers and pull the bumpers in and lower it down and do this and do that. But it's still sort of starting off as a refrigerator box starting off and and then you you breathe on it and you weave all your magic and it looks as good as a 71 Dodge Challenger or Charger can look but it still doesn't look like it would look if it was if it started off life like that Ferrari 308 because you're already halfway home i mean singer is amazing because Singer has such a great jumping off point right. with their platform that they take that car and they go, well, what if we made the flares a little wider? And what if we made the rims a little deeper? And what if we made the mirrors a little smoother? And next thing you know, you have one of the greatest looking sort of pieces of sculpture in the world, yeah. right? Um, and in the past, my beef has just been taking – Sad to say, but um, I, I don't, and I don't even know how they do it, but I would include a Corvette in the bad jumping off point, And I'm not even sure why, because it's got a long hood. It's pretty sleek. It should be a good car to jump off on, but I've not seen many Corvettes that I enjoyed. Yeah, most of the Corvettes that I saw, and there wasn't that many, were were early generation Corvettes. There was a couple like 70s, you know, but there was like 60... You know, I don't know, C2 Corvettes. You're a, a, a good example of an American platform to jump off of and uh, have to dig deep because there's not too many of them is the mid-80s Mustang SVO. Is that an SVO? Yes. Yeah. Right. That's kind of a good yeah, the turbo pl- car. platform to jump yeah. off of. Because it's kind of – it's. You know, the, 
it's not too different than most of the Fox body cars, but it has a few things that make it a little bit special. So you can, you know, you could do a V8 car and make it look similar to that, you know. But yeah, it's, like, it's, you know, because it's kind of a, a more kind of an underground piece. Not you know, a lot it's of people a, modifying it's those. a good car to build is a uh, Capri. Right. Did you see the the Maverick? There was a Maverick there. Um, Maverick is a weird jumping off point, but it's smaller and thus probably better. Oh, man. They did such a good job on this one, too. Uh, We'd have to find the picture. It was in the Bear Racing, Bear Brakes booth, Um, the Maverick. uh, That thing was pretty cool. But, you know, SEMA's not all about the cars. It's really about the parts. And I, I would say the... The the overlying theme for the parts this year was was largely uh, computers, computer controlled stuff. Um, listen to the shows that we put up during SEMA week. We went around and talked to a bunch of people. Um, you know, you have electronic transmission controllers, but now there's an added layer where you can control it with your phone through Bluetooth. You can change mm-hmm. shift firmness and things. You can do it on the fly. So if you want to drive to Vegas, you make it nice. And then when you get there, you want to do some autocrossing, you can change it on the fly. It's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, John Hotchkiss has coilover suspension that's all adjustable. Manually, it's eight-way manual adjustable. And then you can preset it with a, with uh, with your phone, again, and you can set it to a soft, firm, or auto. And mm-hmm. it has an accelerometer. There's like a, like a almost like a computer box. And when the car shifts left or right or accelerates and decelerates, it 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 jumps to those preset shock settings. Very cool stuff. It's like magnetic ride, but you can bolt into your muscle car. Right. You know? Which And he'll do specific kits, but then he'll do universal kits as well. Um, there were some Z cars that were pretty cool. Yeah. Um, the, the, the one thing I will point out is the fuel injection technology. Like we have sort of two schools of fuel injection. We have sort of the mainstream streetcar kits, Holly and fast EFI and stuff. And then we have some of the stuff you see on your race cars, Motec, significantly more money. These guys are catching up because they're, they're selling so many kits and doing so much R&D that all of the, uh, like the NASCAR racing stuff that uses any sort of fuel injection runs Holly EFI. They're probably running a $12,000 version, but us in the consumer market are getting sort of a, a pared down version that's just as powerful. It's some pretty cool stuff. Well, let's uh, liken it to like home entertainment. You know, if you've been around long enough, you remember when a 42 inch plasma TV was six grand. Yeah. And it's like, well, that's, that's for rich people. And then later on, I remember there was this box it was like called the kaleidoscape or something and it's like it's fifty thousand dollars but you can hold a thousand movies in here and it's yeah. like god that's a lot of money but imagine it holds all the movies you never have to you know put in a disc yeah. or whatever it is and obviously there are no moving parts so when there are no moving parts it just gets cheaper and cheaper and cheaper a Rolex Submariners never going to get cheap or is never going to be 80 bucks because there's too many moving yeah. parts. But a, a digital wristwatch in the 70s was 300 bucks. And then at some point you got one when you filled up your car with a tank of gas, <laughs> yeah. like the Arco. So the no moving parts and the technology and the thing about the electronic fuel injection is it's some moving parts and 
those parts are always going to have to be manufactured yeah. and something's going to have to actuate them and move them. But all the other technology is a non-moving part and that price is going to keep going. And as the volume goes up. That's right. It's a volume game as well. And as, as, as the Hollies and the fast EFIs of the world can sell you know, hundreds or thousands of units, then it brings the overall price down. But for them to do that, they need to market it and get it out there and say this is something you can do and easy to do. The self-tuning kits have gotten so good and so smart that, you know, you you can take your carburetor off, bolt on what looks like a carburetor, but it's a fuel injection system. You obviously got to hook up a high-pressure fuel pump. You type in a couple parameters, your cubic inches, maybe some cam specs if you have them, wheel size, gear ratio, and then just drive around the block a few times and it tunes for it. I, and it's uh, so accurate now that when you put the car back on the dyno to fine-tune it, there's not much to do. You don't have to do anything. It's done. Like I years applaud, ago— I applaud this new world <laughs> we're living in because yeah. uh, I got to—every time I build one of these race engines, like, oh, you need a MoTeC system. Like, how much? That's $17,000. Like, geez, that's a lot. And you think about it, in a way, it is like that flat plasma TV. Yeah. It's, just, it's, it's not so much about $17,000 worth of stuff. It's that no one else does it. And right, because no one else does it. And, and look, if you were racing full-time in a, with a team and a season, you would use a lot of the things that thing, that thing offers. But now what are we really using it for in vintage racing and – and and things like that, like how much EFI, how much powerful system do you need? Right. <laughs> right? How yep. much data logging are we doing? Zero. Right. <laughs> so uh, it's good that the consumer market and the Hollies and the Edelbrocks and all that kind of stuff are, are catching up. I've also seen um, what looked like, and maybe I was just thumbing through one of my vintage car magazines, but some some stuff, you know, they have the new products in the back kind of thing. Yeah. Um, there are some side draft Weber vintage carb, the kind of stuff we run on all the five tens and uh, the Datsuns and stuff like that. And you'd run them on a Jag and everything else that are, that's now fuel injection, but you couldn't tell by looking at it. You know, yeah. they finally kind of made pretty authentic representations visually of what that 44 side draft yeah. Macuni or Weber looked like. But this is fuel injection. Yeah, and why not? I mean, just think of you know the drivability and the benefits of it that make it kind of cool. Be able to get in there and and fire it up and and kind of drive it around. And if you can monitor air fuel ratio and things like that with an EFI system, I mean that's agreed. All about. All right, we'll uh, take a look at uh, some of these cars. We'll put them up on the site as well. First, I'll tell you about ZipRecruiter. <clears throat> you know, it's not smart. Job sites that overwhelm you with tons of the wrong resumes. You know what is smart? ZipRecruiter.com slash car. You go there. Let's say uh, you're running a shop. Let's say you need some uh, new employees or some better employees or some fresh employees. ZipRecruiter, unlike other job sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't wait for candidates. ZipRecruiter finds them for you. Powerful matching technology scans thousands of resumes, identifies people with the right skills, education, experience for your job, and actively invites them to apply. Ooh, they're headhunting, man. Rated number one by employers in the U.S. And right now, our listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free. Exclusive web address. ZipRecruiter.com slash car. Try it out for free. 
ZipRecruiter.com slash car. Try it out for free. So uh, you sent me some pictures of uh, Z cars. Yeah, obviously we, we, we know you'd like those, and it was kind of cool to see that, you know, a handful of them were showing up and, and some pretty crazy builds, you know, some pretty wild uh, wild builds. Um, there's the uh, the orange one that our friend Randy Jaffe had done with uh, Z Car Garage. I think built it. Yeah, um, and, and it was the uh, Jägermeister, the Jägermeister livery, which is yeah. great. We love the. It always looks good with the orange and the yellow and the brown and just everything in Jägermeister looks looks cool. Uh, and it, it the Z cars look good and the flares look good. And my only beef is. There are things in cars like there are things in women, and it's just a kind of a, th- a thing where you go, hmm, well, what do you, you know, what looks good in a woman? It's like, well, you do the math, like a big wide ass and no breasts. You know, you go, well, that's not a good luck. And then you go, well, then what is good luck? Well, nice tight ass and big breasts. You go, oh, okay, that's a, that's a better look, you know? And, there's this sort of certain truths like rim dish. Dish in a rim always looks good. The Jag, the Jag E type is the best looking car in the world, except for, except for the, it doesn't have dish in the rim. Yeah. And the Ferrari Lusso from the mid 60s has a real dishy spoked rim. And a dishy spoked rim is always awesome looking. Yeah. And I don't know why. The folks that make the cars don't understand that. People forget that there's a good spoke dish rim. Oh, my God. Yeah. The, look no further than the uh, Lusso Ferrari uh, for that. Now, um, the other part that makes those Ferraris look good and cars look good in general is when the hood stops and the car continues. Yeah. Uh, sometimes it, it's even just four or five inches, but not having the hood go all the way out to the front of the car is a great look. And unfortunately, the Z cars don't work that way. The hood goes all the way out to the front. Right. But if you put a Geno's body on it, you put the front end body on it, you put it on like the uh, car that we had. We had the Bob Sharp sort of tribute car. Then it looks awesome. Yeah, that one looked good. So if you're gonna do a Z car, put the Geno's body kit on it and don't have the hood come all the way out to the front. The, it, Aston Martin in their DB9 screwed up. Aston Martin was one of those companies that, in the past, in their DB4s and fives and sixes, the car started the hood went back and it was inboard now the, yeah the the best is ferrari ferrari will have three foot of space before the hood opens like on, a, on one of their race cars yeah but they or you can go the 935 route and just make the whole front end a clip like a mura or a 935 that looks good too yeah but the hood just coming to the end and stopping doesn't look good and if you would have got hold of me or if the Aston Martin guys would have figured out, I mean, show we're looking at my car. You see the hood stops nine inches from the front of the genius. It yeah, just, the Bob Sharp car. It saw. just looks yeah. so much better. Yeah. The Aston Martin guys, I'm mad at them. The DB, <laughs> the DB nine, 
the hood stopped at the end. They didn't yeah. have no more car. If that you, car looks great. It car looks car looks amazing. So, all right, take the pictures down, Max Paddock. It's gonna make me wish I still had it. The point <laughs> the point is this: if you're gonna do a Z car, if you're gonna do any car, don't have the hood come all the way to the front edge. Yeah. The other car, the other thing about cars that looks bad on Zs is big, fat, ugly markers. The big side markers and the big side markers are just a DOT thing. Yeah. It's just something that and, – and I don't know. And you can – because that's such an easy thing for the most part, an easy thing to to eliminate or flush or smooth out or, you know, it doesn't always have to be something with a big chrome bezel around it sticking out, you know, three-quarters of an inch off the body like a weird – Zit on the side of your car. <laughs> whether it's a Ferrari, whether it's a Datsun, and I don't know, are the the Datsuns may have had them in Japan because the because Japan's pretty tough and they don't have a wrap around taillight or whatever. But you take a look at like a Ferrari Daytona, and for that matter a uh, Lamborghini Miura or whatever, and they would put those big, chunky markers on the side. And my thing is, as long as you got that car down to bare metal, then get a little sheet metal and do a nice butt weld and get rid of that big fucking hole in the side of your cars because it looks like what it is. It's an afterthought. Somebody said, put this in. And the Ferrari Daytona is the goddamn worst. The reason the Ferrari Daytona is the worst is the worst is because between the back of the fender and the back of the car, it's like five inches. Yeah, you have this little area, and they've shoved in this four-inch fucking marker, and it looks like like, a, like off of a trailer or something. It looks like you know, like shit. off of a U-Haul trailer. Or I, it's always so weird. I know you guys have heard this, but when people do full ground-up restorations on those cars. I'm always like, just get rid of that thing, and they're like, well, that's how it came. It's like, well, that's not how it came. It's how it came to this country, but it's not how they drew it up in Italy. Right. Yeah. So just put it back to that. <laughs> it's and a, by the it's way, just a parts bin if thing. somebody gets angry and doesn't like it, then we'll get out some blue tape and my jigsaw yeah. and I'll put my carborundum blade on there and we'll just fucking cut a hole in it. Right. And we'll put it on. How about that? But I made. bet they're going to like it without yeah. it. Yeah. So one of these Z cars was done up. In the theme of my camel pace car, but it had the big fucking chunker marks on there. Yeah, we've got, uh, it was kind of the camel theme, right? Yeah. This one here, we're looking at a picture of it. Yeah. Uh, again, I don't I don't know who built it. I apologize. I we think, didn't I think it was the guys from. Um... But you're right. Look, it has that graphic like the camel GT car, the swoopy, you know, multicolored lines. And in the front, right behind the headlight. Right in the middle is just a huge side marker. It just breaks up the whole line. Yeah, I think it, I think the guys at uh, oh god, what's it called RMZ or whatever? What's the what's the Japanese tuner guys? Yeah, I forgot. Their TV shows on Velocity. The yeah, uh, I forgot the name of the thing. They built one of their cars. I got to figure it out. I talked to this guys. So. Yeah, could be them. I think one of the Z's is one of those guys. Hey, Chris, 39, Idaho. How are you guys? Good. How's it going? 
Good, good. Um, good. I was just wondering, over the summer, you know, chasing classic cars, Wayne Carini, uh, the first three or four episodes, he kind of made mention of Paul Newman collectibles and vehicles. I was just wondering if you've ever had him out to the shop or had him on as a guest to talk about Newman Racing. I have not. I've run into him a couple of times. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think I ran into him at Amelia Island. I think I ran into him maybe at uh, Laguna Seca. Uh, I like Wayne. I like his show. Um, It's one of the – it's – this – if Wayne's listening, please take this in the spirit in which it's intended. (laughs) Wayne Carini is a very nice guy. He is. And he's a very knowledgeable guy. He's not, he's not dynamic. He's not funny. He's not anything. He's just very good at what he does. Right. But this speaks to the current state of automotive shows on TV that Wayne Carini is my favorite show. Yeah. Because all that guy does is putter around and go, eh, this is Stutz Bearcat, and this is from 1931, and yeah. it was originally Canary Yellow, but it's black, but we're going to put it back to yellow in time for Amelia Island. Yeah. And I go, I'm scintillating. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. And the reason I'm in is because every once in a blue moon, yeah. he stumbles onto Mira or Lambo 400 2 plus 2, or at least there's some variety in his cars, and it's not just guys with tattoos on top of their hands arguing with each other about Chevelles. Yeah. This is the fucking state of car shows. Now, of course, if anyone did a car show about going to Goodwood or racing at Rensport, then Wayne Carini would be knocked off the leaderboard <laughs> in terms of my favorite shows to watch because there'd be other shows that didn't involve assholes arguing over American junk. Yeah. But that's all we have. Yeah. And then there's Wayne Carini, who, again, not funny, not charismatic, not dynamic, but he walks around and looks at some interesting cars. Yeah, and that's 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 good enough. You know, I've had him on Shift and Steer. He's He's been at the SEMA show, uh, and uh, he's been on the show, not this year, but he's in, in, in the past. And I did talk to him and said, you know, we've got the Newman car, and I try to get him to sell you the Volvo, uh, the Newman, you know, Volvo, and... Uh, and he was great. He was great on the show, but you know, part of it is is like he, you know, he's in Connecticut or wherever he is, and it's you know doesn't get out here that much. And when he does, he's you know he's working, mm-hmm. um, so it's tough to get him in the studio. Uh, you know, he hopefully he still knows he has an open invitation anytime. We'd love to have him on, but uh, uh, you know, and every time the, the I like Channel Wayne Carini, but it, yeah. it, it, again, it's you you must see it through the lens of fuck stick finding piece of shit in barn and offering a guy $200 for it. And I'm supposed to be interested <laughs> in, a, in a world where there's like so much good out there. Yeah. There's so many oh, yeah. cool cars. There's so many the, cool events. The Netflix show where they lift a smart car. Like who, nobody wants to see that. Nobody wants to see it. It's, it saddens me. I I'd go on a tirade, but I've already, I've already done it's it, been... but I'm, I'm angry. I'm angry. There's there's so many good events. There's Thanks, so many Chris. good cars. Thanks for the call, You're Chris. Right. But I do like <laughs> I do like Wayne. I do like his show. But I would like a show where I went to Goodwood and raced a car better. Yeah. They just don't have those shows. They don't have it. Not yet. Not yet. I'm gonna tell you guys about Geico. Right, thank you. Everybody's got a to-do list. You drop off dry cleaning, you pick up some milk, and now you can add save hundreds of dollars of car on car insurance to that list. You don't have to drop off or pick up anything. 
You just go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance. So if you want some extra money in your pocket, this is the most rewarding to-do you can do today. Just go to Geico.com. All right. Love me some yeah. Geico. So, mm. yeah, that Z car that we were showing uh, uh, earlier that uh, was based off the Camel GT car that's owned by Daniel Song, and he built it with Eric Bizzik at JDM Legends. And they- JDM uh, Legends, that's the show. I got too many, like, yeah. TMZs and <laughs> yeah. JDMs. I got- Here, here's them talking about it. Oh, okay. Right. I like this show. We started looking around to see uh, what kind of cool liveries were out there, and the one that kind of really struck us was this one that was used on the Camel GT. I don't remember getting a call. This one was built by Bob Sharp Racing on the East Coast, and they used this car specifically for pace car duties. I mean, of all of the 70s liveries that, that we came across, this one to me really had that true 70s feel, the orange, the brown, everything about it, you know? I mean, it's, it's definitely 70s, but that's why I like it, and I think it turned out awesome. Oh, look at yeah. that marker in the back. Yeah. Max Pata. Those guys should call. You don't know. Paint codes. You don't know anything about anything, right? But you <laughs> know those markers are bad, right? Oh, my God. Yeah. I, it's know, right we, in the middle of the line of he was options. talking about. Yeah. And, and Adam, like, it's it's crazy how something that is, you know, five inches by two inches just, just totally changes the look of a car. Show, sorry. Show my car one more time. Also, I don't know. It's a weird... Um, we also live in a weird world where I own that car. It just seems like it'd be something to bring up in the discussion of talking about the car. Uh, not saying I feel slighted. It just it adds an – there's an extra added whatever if you go, oh, Adam Carolla owns this car. It just makes it – that makes the story you're telling or whatever whatever you're conveying that much more interesting. Yeah. It, uh, look, if it was John Wayne's grandson, I'd still say it. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I'd go, the, the real car is owned by John Wayne's yeah. grandson. Um, see, I, this is Geno's. That's why it looks better. Yeah. And it doesn't have markers on the side of it. Yeah behind the front headlights or anything like it looks so much cleaner and those lines that we're talking about the whole pitch that guy made with the lines not broken up by the by the side markers looks good i love the camel car i like the camel car too everyone, everyone loves, loves the camel car. yeah everyone loves the camel car. it's, it's a cool. weird piece it was fun to bring it to monterey that was that was one of the one cars that uh that nissan really wanted up there and uh i'm glad it 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 went yeah i don't know why uh again the marker thing is not only do the side markers look like shit in a car that's just a solid color. Yeah. The side markers in a car where you're doing swoopy, pinstripey lettering, sorry. Um you're doing you're doing lines around the fenders are literally just getting in the way of your pinstriping they're literally breaking up your yeah. swoopy you're you're taking this sort of curvy swoopy thing and you're putting a marker in the middle of it and here's some artistic license that you don't need to take the original car which i own doesn't have the markers on it yeah so <laughs> if you're going for a feel alike or even a tribute remove the markers all right how do we feel about the the front-mounted mirrors. 
the the fender mounted mirrors. Um, I get it's a very much sort of a JDM thing, you know, a lot of the Japanese car things, so it makes it one of their traits. But I guess my feeling is is most mirrors kind of annoy me to begin with. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I I don't know that I need that much attention put on the mirror. Well, here's the thing, as I like to say. Um, if I'm doing a tribute, a clone, or feel alike, you know, in the in the world we live in, you know, when you watch those bad movies, those bad like Where Are They Now or or you know, tragic early deaths or something, and they'll go, like it it was it was the sixties, it was California, people were on the beach, and you hear generic music that sort of sounds like Beach Boys, yeah, yeah. but they can't clear Beach Boys, so they do a they got feel Beach alike. Boys with a Z. No. <laughs> Thank you. No. It's not the spelling of it. They're going to sound. No, I meant the, yeah. the cover band. The, the cover generic, band. The, 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 the spinoff. It sounds like fun, 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 but it's not quite yeah. fun, fun, fun. It's just fun, fun. Yeah. So, yes. It's, so they do a feel-alike. There's sound-alikes. There's feel-alikes. But if you're going to do a feel-alike, sound-alike car, then look at the real car Mm-hmm. The real car did not have mirrors mounted on top of the fenders by the headlights, as in the Japanese style, because it was never in Japan. It was built by Bob Sharp yeah. in Danbury, Connecticut. So don't put them on your car. Yeah. And then so people can go, yeah, but that's what we do. And I'll go, okay, but not on this car because this car never had those. But I get the thing of like, well, it's a kind of our version yeah. Of that car. And well, the mirror on the race car, I think, is the real close flush tucked by the corner of the window. Yeah. It's a way better. But the but the mirror version. the mirror's like this is our signature. I don't know. To me the side markers get rid of them. Yeah. But also like, go I, go full Genos. Get a Genos kit. If if you're doing like a SEMA build, the car doesn't need mirrors. And then let's say you're building it for a client and he wants to drive it. Yeah, you can put the mirrors on afterward. I say the mirror should be magnetic like the Starsky and Hutch light that slaps on the roof. Mm. When you want to drive the car, just stick the mirror on. Mm-hmm. And then anytime you get a show, you you know, you pull up your cars and coffee, you pop it off, you throw it under the seat. No mirror. What's the custom license plate say? The um was that a was that a uh was that a episode of JDM that I missed? No, that that was just like a oh, just online like YouTube stuff. Video thing, yeah. Um, the uh, uh, I what? ran into some of those guys. You ran? Did you run into those guys at the Laguna Seca? I don't remember some of the JDM guys. They're I, nice guys. Yeah, probably. I don't. I remember um, meeting them. But there was another Z car. Uh, it's this gray one with kind of the BRE stripes on it. It's pretty wild. It's got a crazy splitter with all the little stabilizer rods and stuff. It's it's big. It's over the top. But uh, take a look at this. Uh, because, uh, you know, SEMA every year now does the show. like They do like a one-hour special, Battle of the Builders, mm-hmm. and there's like an overall winner, but then there's a couple different categories, and they won like Young Gun or something. Maybe it's like a rookie builder or a new first-timer to Battle of the Builders. But it was right. neat to see a Z-Car win. Good quality, a lot of build work. Some of the stuff is a little over the top, uh, not really my style, but um, but little recognition for the Z-Cars. Yeah, I didn't like uh, 
Yeah, good. I didn't like all the splitters and all the braces and all the weird ground effect stuff. And again, no Genos, just hood coming all the way to the end. Yeah. I feel like I need to stand in everyone's shop and explain to them how things work. <laughs> well, to be fair, I would say the guys who did the Camel GT sort of tribute car, they can't say they don't know about the Genos car because in the video they yeah, showed the but picture they of just, your car. They just wanted to pick up the color scheme <laughs> yeah, they did. of that. Yeah. But I would also argue that the color scheme on my Camel GT car is great. Not because the color scheme is great, because it's super indicative of the early 70s. It just screams like this is early 70s. It's yeah. not like this is a great, like there are colors that are great together. Like if you look at Michigan's Wolverines and you see like this dark blue helmet, with the yellow stripes on it, like a Sunoco race car or something, yeah, you go, yeah. that's a great color yeah. scheme. Those are two good schemes that work there. This is not a great scheme. This just says this is 1973. Like, how? Part of what makes it, though, that is the crazy flares and the swoopy, rounded, you know, sort of like a go-go, like like chicks from the 60s who were like had hips and bosoms on them. Like, part of it was sort of their build. Yeah. You know, not just the bikini they're wearing, but that kind of big hips, you know? Right. And it's really like... having clothes fit your body type right and it's 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 that and my my thing is is the color scheme minus the swoopy hips is sort of eh. now it's on a a more modern day waif model and it needs it needs that bosomy hippies 60s go-go hips. yeah look at the rear dish on that camel gt car you could stick your head in there <laughs> we're looking at it <laughs> we're just admiring the car it's cool, in the other room it's a cool let's car. wrap this up and go stare at it let's for a while stare at it <laughs> no i i do like i do the, the the part about the part about this uh hobby we're in is i love the fact that people can appreciate and or be attracted to one of the weirdest and maybe least valuable cars in my collection, which is a race car, which it never really was a race car. It's a pace car. It was built by Bob Sharp. All it has is an interesting story and a cool look. But it's not like, oh, it ran at Lamar. or was driven by Ken Miles. It doesn't have any yeah. of that. It's just funky town with a funny story. Yeah. And everyone, when they come to the shop, kind of goes right to it and goes, look at that. Look at that. And, and, it, and that's what's cool about the hobby, right? Yeah. That one's just a straight up art piece, which is still fantastic. And I'm, I'm glad that the uh, guys like JDM and stuff are doing, you know, tributes. Yeah. Because that just helps the guy with the real McCoy. Yeah. I would have no idea what that car is worth. Though. I have no idea. It's have not no idea. calculable. Yeah. And we knock Calculatable. on guys, but it was fun to see them do that car. And it looked good there. Thank you. All right. Let me tell you about Castrol Edge. Heat, friction, viscosity, breakdown, man. All results and uh, lack of performance up to 10%. Castrol Edge engineered with fluid titanium technology. Physically transforms to be stronger under pressure. Helps fight friction and uh, also uh, three times stronger against viscosity breakdown than leading oils. Yeah. It's Castrol Edge. Unlock the true performance in your car's engine with Castrol Edge. 
All right, me, Anaheim Grove with Rob Riggle, truly one of the good ones, uh, doing a live He's podcast. Great, right? He's so funny. He's great. November 30th. Go to Chassis and uh, check out the uh, Pluto TV and 501, channel 501. Download it for free. Check it out for free. You get it on your app. You can watch it on your phone. Watch it on your phone. Yeah. I also check out Adam Carolla Goes Racing. Not guys with tattoos and beards argue, <laughs> but actual cars and actual places that are actually cool. And you can sign up at uh, getvero.co slash ace. Did I say that right? It's get.vero.co co slash ace there you go and uh lots of good stuff and lots of good places and all yeah. so good all right also, you got adam yeah. um just heads up john singleton posted a picture of him with willie t ribs on instagram mm. um saying remember that name willie t ribs that's right not every day you get to be in the presence of a legend and then goes on to uh talk about all of his uh, awards and, and historic Good things coming. Good things coming with Uppity. We'll keep you, got you guys. You hat on. Oh, it's due. Yeah. It's actually <laughs> talking to a black guy at a basketball game wearing my Uppity hat. I was a little worried the other day. Uh, all right. We'll keep you posted on what's going on with that. Until next time, Adam Pearl from At The Motorated. Andrea saying keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com. When it comes to buying your first home, everyone has questions. Can we even afford to buy a house right now? Well, I need to negotiate. How do I even negotiate? Luckily, a REMAX agent has answers. Hey, Brian, those are really good questions. They are? Thanks. It's my first time buying. I work with first-time buyers all the time. I got you. REMAX agents have more experience than other real estate agents. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Each office independently owned and operated. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home.